Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. The Bengals deal Lamar Jackson the biggest loss of his career. Chiefs or not, the Titans continue to roll. Plus, how low can the Chiefs go? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. At halftime, Bengals-Ravens was your typical AFC North slugfest. By the end, the Bengals put up 28 in the second half. They beat the Ravens 41-17 behind a virtuoso performance by Jamar Chase. Joining me now from Locked on Bengals, Jake Lisko. And Jake, this is a Bengals team that needed that statement win. Was this it? It's got to be. Last time we talked was after the Jacksonville game. And I said, they need to go out there and play a complete game and beat a good team. And I think that's exactly what they did. And containing Lamar Jackson in a Ravens offense that's averaged over 30 points at home before this game, it has to mean something, right? For a team that has a lot of skeptics, Baltimore of 5-1 and one was the class of the AFC, which is a very weird conference this year, to be fair. But beating them the way the Bengals did in Baltimore has to mean something, in my opinion. Defensively, you mentioned the complete game that they played. Five sacks, eight hits on Lamar Jackson. This is a team that had come in rolling. How were they able to play so disciplined and create so many negative plays against this Baltimore team? Got to credit the offensive line, or sorry, the defensive line for playing great contain the entire game. It wasn't like these sacks, they piled up were quick sacks, but they had good coverage in the back end. So you, you credit the back seven for holding up in coverage long enough and then Lamar Jackson does what he does right like he tries to to buy time he tries to find scrambling lanes and he scrambled for 88 yards or so on on runs but by and large those sacks were because of guys like BJ Hill you know two gapping in contain and and showing that he could get to the gap that Lamar wanted to escape through forcing Lamar to try to bounce it outside and and then contain on that side, the edge player also containing. So the guy that's initially getting the pressure can clean it up. And that was the story of the game, I think, for the Bengals defensive line is the contain was generally fantastic. And it's impossible to do this against Lamar Jackson on a consistent basis. That's why he got his rushing yards. But certainly the best I've seen this team play Lamar in terms of containing the the rushing attack and his ability to extend plays. All right, we've gone way too long without talking about Jamar Chase. He has been otherworldly. Help me put into some sort of perspective and context what he's been able to do. 21 years old, taking the league by storm. He's shown that he can win in every way. And before this game, it was he was getting loose deep. He was beating teams, whether mostly on verticals, mostly on sideline balls, but he, he also won last week on a post that was... Uh, a little bit underthrown, wasn't quite a touchdown. His stat line could be even gaudier had Joe Burrow put that ball another one yard out down the field. But today against the the one of the better corners in the league in Marlon Humphrey and the Ravens, the, mm-hmm. the, the Ravens were stubborn, I thought. And they tried to single Jamar Chase and play their aggressive blitzing style of defense. And Marlon Humphrey just could not hang. The Bengals threw away from Marlon Humphrey's side of the field for maybe the first quarter 
first 10, 20 minutes of the game. And, and then Jamar showed that he could beat the press and he could beat Marlon Humphrey downfield and he could beat Marlon Humphrey on back shoulders and he could break Marlon Humphrey's tackles. And that's what he did in this game. He escaped the press. He created separation consistently. He broke tackles and he showed that 4-4 speed that everyone doubted at his pro day, running away from the entire Ravens defense on multiple occasions and in the process racking up an incredibly efficient eight catches on 10 targets for 200 yards, 201 yards, and the touchdown. For more on the rise of the Bengals, subscribe to Locked on Bengals everywhere you get podcasts. Coming up, what will the Titans do next after dominating the Chiefs? Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The Colts went on the road and slogged their way through the rain to a win over the 49ers, spoiling Jimmy Garoppolo's return to the field. Indianapolis scored 10 unanswered in the fourth quarter, including a 28-yard strike from Carson Wentz to Michael Pittman for the score, a matchup with the Red Hot Titans on tap for the Colts next week. Meanwhile, the Carolina Panthers have seen their 3-0 start go completely up in smoke after dropping their fourth straight to the Giants that saw a rare performance from its quarterback. What's up, everybody? This is Patricia Traina, host of the Locked on Giants podcast. And the Giants got heroic performances from quarterback Daniel Jones, who channeling his inner Odell Beckham Jr. caught a 16-yard pass from receiver Dante Pettis. That combined with 203 passing yards and 28 rushing yards, made Jones just the third quarterback in NFL history to record 200 plus passing yards, over 25 rushing yards, and over 15 yards receiving in a game. In a 25-3 win over the Carolina Panthers at MetLife Stadium. Kevin Durant says the Nets are fine without Kyrie Irving. He said, while we are playing in a game, I'm not going to sit there and say, when we get down or it's a tight game, like, damn, we don't have enough. We're not going to be thinking about that during the game. We definitely want Kyrie Irving on the floor, and he is a huge part of what we do. But it is not happening right now, so we got to figure it out. But no one is going to lose confidence while we're playing and hope Kyrie comes to save us during the game. No, we got to play. Everybody here is confident in what they do. We just got to play. This, of course, in the backdrop of Kyrie Irving deciding he doesn't want to play. And speaking of Kyrie, a large group of protesters formed outside Barclays Center to protest the New York City vaccine mandate on Sunday, and they placed their support behind the Nets guard in his decision not to get vaccinated. Some even pushed through barriers at the front and reached the entry of the Barclays Center before they were pushed back by security. See what happens when you properly protect yourself? Stay safe. Imagine that. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for on betonline.ag, your number one spot for all your pro and college football action this season. Here's what to look for coming up this week on Bet Online. Coming off a bye and facing a Russell Wilson-less Seattle Seahawks, the New Orleans Saints are road favorites on Monday night. The betonline.ag line for that game is Saints giving four. The World Series begins Tuesday night with the Astros, the favorites to win. BetOnline.ag has their odds at minus 143, while the Braves sit at plus 123. And on the hardwood, the Trailblazers travel to the Staples Center to take on the Clippers. BetOnline.ag line has the Clippers favored by three. For all your gambling needs, BetOnline.ag has you covered. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to get that 
bonus. Here is another story you need to know. First the Bills, now the Chiefs. Who stands in the way of the Tennessee Titans and AFC dominance? Tyler Roland here, host of the Locked On Titans podcast, with my instant reaction to the Tennessee Titans dominant 27-3 victory over the Kansas City Chiefs. The Titans offense did some good things, but the story of the day is the Tennessee Titans defense, led by the tremendous players up front for the Titans in the pass rush. Guys like Harold Landry, Jeffrey Simmons, Danico Autry, and Bud Dupree. The Titans got four sacks on the day on their way to knocking Patrick Mahomes out of this game late in the fourth quarter due to safety reasons. The Titans were dominant up front, and that turned into turnovers for the Tennessee Titans defense as well. They forced three turnovers on the day, an interception, and two fumbles again. Just a complete dismantling of the Kansas City Chiefs. On offense, Derrick Henry threw for a touchdown, Ryan Tannehill ran for a touchdown, and the Titans put up enough points and held together enough long drives to let that Titans defense continue to dominate the ball game. The Tennessee Titans moved to 5-2 and two and looked like they could be the best team in the AFC. Another week, another win. Will anyone beat the Arizona Cardinals? Well, the Packers got next. The Arizona Cardinals improved to 7-0. and We knew they were probably going to beat the Texans, but they routed the Texans. They won 31-5. to Rough first quarter, but from there, the Arizona Cardinals, they turned it on and then put it in cruise control the rest of the game. Just an impressive performance. Zach Ertz enters the equation. Another playmaker for Kyler Murray in this offense, Alex. He had uh, three catches, 66 yards, and a big touchdown. Yeah, put Kyler Murray in an ice bath for the next 96 hours. He's got to get right before Thursday night football when the Green Bay Packers come into town. All in all, it was a great day. DeAndre Hopkins got his. That may be my most favorite play call that I've ever seen, Cliff Kingsbury call, that that, spurred, that sparked DeAndre Hopkins be wide open for a five- or six-yard touchdown catch uh, from Kyler Murray. I think the Cardinals are good. 31 points all in the second through fourth quarter. They shut out an opponent in the second half for consecutive weeks. This defense is legit, and the Cardinals look to be positioning themselves as a one of the top seeds in the NFC come playoff time. Yeah, unreal. You know, obviously defense wins championship. That's the old cliche, but the Arizona Cardinals right now with the Bills idle on their bye week, Cardinals defense with their performance on Sunday, they're giving up the least amount of points per game in the league, in the NFL. Best in the NFL? We'll see. And the Rams put together a record-setting win that has Sean McVay in rare company. The Los Angeles Rams set multiple records in this win over the Detroit Lions in Week 6. I'm Sosa Kermendous, your host of the Locked on Rams podcast. And oddly enough, my biggest takeaway from this game is the Rams need to play cleaner and faster football. A little bit too slow starting the games recently. I think in this contest, the Rams are just way more talented than the Lions now. Wide receiver Cooper Cup is the first player in NFL history to have 800-plus receiving yards and 9-plus receiving touchdowns throughout the first seven weeks of a season. He's on pace to set some franchise records. Matthew Stafford, the quarterback, now has 300 passing touchdowns in his NFL career, the ninth-fastest quarterback to get there. And Sean McVay, 42-0 when leading at halftime consecutively. He is now tied with Bill Belichick for the most at halftime, next week can set the record against the Houston Texans with a win if the Rams are leading at halftime. Coming up, will the bounce back be quick for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs? Our cue of the day is next. 
Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and they have so many great choices, so many great opportunities for you to find something that you are going to like. Most protein bars are chalky or waxy. These are soft, covered in 100% real chocolate. They're low carb, low calorie, low fat, low sugar, and high in protein. And they still come in flavors like salted caramel, double chocolate, cherry barcia. And this month, Built is coming out with a new limited time flavor every three to four days. So check the website. Often, you don't want to miss out. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at built.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the day. If I had told Chiefs fans going into Sunday that they would hold Derrick Henry to 86 yards on 29 carries, they would probably tell me that the Chiefs won going away. Instead, the opposite happened. The Tennessee Titans beat Kansas City 27-3 to in a game that Patrick Mahomes had to leave early after taking a brutal hit. His status moving forward is up in the air. Joining me now from Locked on Chiefs, Ryan Tracy and, and Ryan. This is a, a Kansas City team whose defense has been much maligned this season. The offense hadn't been the problem, quote-unquote, it was today. Let's start with the Mahomes thing. Where are we right now with Patrick Mahomes? As we understand, he cleared the protocol on the field. Luckily, Andy Reid made the decision he was not going to return. I think that was the, the correct decision. Um, and as we understand it, reports tonight is that he is looking for a bit of a follow-up sore neck and that he should be available this week without any lasting ramifications. Okay, so beyond that, what's going on with Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> There's this big blank spot in his field of vision that is right between the hashes that they don't seem to attack when they have two high safeties. I think once you get that corrected, things might turn around a little bit. What is the fix here? That is a great question because like you, you teased, they accomplished job number one. They took Derrick Henry to the point where he did not beat them. They just dropped the ball in every other goal of the day. And it's getting to the point where when you look at the other quarterbacks in that draft class, Patrick Mahomes was clearly free and above all of them. The only thing that he's leading in that draft class this year is in interceptions. It is ridiculous, the turnaround. And I think it all comes back down to pressure, pressure that Mahomes puts on himself and, and pressure from the fact that I don't see the enough adaptation in the passing attack to take into account the cover fours and the cover twos and the cover sixes and the things that they're getting that are limiting them to 20 yards and under. And quite frankly, between the hashes where I think there's a ton of yardage to be made. What is your level of concern at this point? I mean, how close are you to hitting the panic button on the Chiefs season? You know, in the movies, there's that little clear cylinder that goes, you got to flip that off before you can hit the button, right? Well, that, that's been flipped. Right. You know, I'm not hovering the thumb yet, but okay. that's the next step. And here's the thing. <laughs> it, it's four losses at this point. You know, it, if, a, if you turn this around... And all of a sudden, you don't turn the ball over. A, that helps your defense out. B, that doesn't give the other team easy points. And all of a sudden, we're talking about, could they win 10 games in a row? Could they win 13 games in a row? With Mahomes on the field, anything's possible. So I won't say yet, but they will lose again. They should not lose to the Giants. They do that, and I'll press the thing first and foremost. If they even get close, I'll start to hover it. And if they get to the point where they're two, three games under 500 then the panic button has to be pushed. You have to start looking at coaching changes. Uh, you can't bring anybody else in on the defensive side. And quite frankly, you can't really do anything with Andy Reid still calling the bulk of the plays. But there's going to have to be some drastic shakeup. Already lost as many games as Patrick Mahomes had in any season so far as a starter. 
So this is this is uncharted territory because they they probably are not going to go undefeated the rest of the way. But to your point, with Mahomes out there, they absolutely could. And finally, Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady became the first ever to toss 600 passing touchdowns in a career as he helped author a 38-3 destruction of the Chicago Bears on Sunday. It happened when Brady delivered a nine-yard strike to Mike Evans in the first quarter after the Bucs defense forced a Justin Fields fumble. But the story doesn't stop there. Evans, not realizing the momentous nature of the touchdown, tossed the ball back into the stands to a fan. That was really cool. I got it in the bag over there, Brady said after the game. Mike gave it away. He goes, man, I'm so sorry, man. I'll get it. I said, it's all right. I'm sure they'll find a way to get it back, but I don't actually keep too many things. So in that circumstance, I just felt like that might be a good one to keep. He's going to get something nice in return. So we'll get him a helmet or a couple of jerseys or some other stuff. That was really cool of him to do that. Cameras caught Tampa Bay staff negotiating with the guy who got the ball. Pretty sure what the fan got isn't nearly as valuable as the ball from the only 600th touchdown pass in NFL history. Thanks for making Locked On Today your first listen of the day. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Make your second listen, Locked On Bets. Download and subscribe, free and available on all platforms. Coming up tomorrow, the stage is set and the Astros are ready to take on the Braves for the World Series. Will Dusty Baker finally get his World Series ring? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.